Welcome back to the Common Sense Wellness Network podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Timothy Crumley. I'm here with Emma Cranston, and we are back from a bit of a hiatus. Uh, We'll be doing a general check-in today. Uh, But first, here is more about our group. The Common Sense Wellness Network is a group of practitioners comprised mainly of mental health counselors, social workers, and nurse practitioners serving clients within New York State. We are primarily a tele-based practice, although we do also offer in-person services, and we've been in operation since the summer of 2018. You can find out more about us on our website at www.commonsensemh.com. Thanks. All right. Thank you for joining us. And uh, as mentioned in the intro, uh, we're coming back from a bit of a hiatus. Uh, I think it's been a few months since our last episode. Um Summer vacation. Summer vacation. That's a good, I like that, that narrative. I thought so. Yes. Um, so uh, yeah, what we'll do, we're going to do a, a general check-in today. Um, so this will be a shorter episode and our plan will be to get back into the swing of things and um, get back into some topics and on a semi-regular schedule uh, as well. <laughs> I like that we're managing expectations. Semi-regular. <laughs> we know. Semi-regular. That's the hope. We expect, you know, uh, the the language. Oh, go ahead. We're humans, you know, going to kind of have a few times where little kerfuffles happen. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, good to be here, Emma. And, and um, I, know I know it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I was actually looking back at our episodes and I realized that the last one we did, um, I'm pretty sure actually I can go back and double check. Cause I, <laughs> so we had planned on doing for, for people listening, we had planned on doing an episode a few weeks ago and I think maybe even last week and we've been pushing it back cause we both have had things going on. Um, but at one point in that process, I had looked back and I believe the episode with Monica was the last oh my one. Gosh, you're kidding. No. And talking about AI. Oh my God. Yeah. It's been a while. It's yeah. So I, that was pretty telling to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I reminisce about that one at this point. So yeah. Kind of scary that that was the last one we did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, but I think it's also, I mean, just my take on it is it's just, it's also telling. There's been, I think, a lot going on. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there has been for years now, but <laughs> there's been a lot going on. Um, I think even just so far, you know, as we navigate 2023. Um, yeah. yeah. How how have you been, Emma? How how are things on your end? Oh, how are things on my end? Well, professionally, I... I can't even pretend that I've been so overwhelmingly busy. Um, it is, you know, today is the beginning of August and I've, I've kind of been luxuriating, I guess, and some of my clients taking extended vacations. Um, you know, of course they didn't all schedule their vacations for the same period of time or anything where I could have had a long vacation, but you know, um, <laughs> I've had a lot of significant like gaps in my schedule. So I can't even pretend like, oh my gosh, the podcast just couldn't fit into my overwhelmingly busy schedule. It's quite honestly been kind of a light summer, which I'm not mad about. Mm. You know, there's that piece of it that's like, oh wow, my student loves are going to start having to be paid again soon. I should care. But also kind of nice to have 
hours of downtime each day. Mm. Um, I don't want to lie. I'm doing absolutely nothing, but it's, it's been, it's been kind of nice to feel a bit more, um, like prepared for sessions. I, I don't want to imply at all that I'm not prepared for sessions when I have a fuller schedule, but just, I have a bit more free time. So I'm researching a bit more between sessions or kind of trying to, to dedicate more thought to preparation for sessions rather than the totally adequate, but time limited thought I generally would put in. Um, so I've been luxuriating a bit in some freer time during my work week, which of course then, you know, being me, I totally overfill with like home related things, but Mm. it's been kind of nice. How has your professional balance been? Yeah. Um, well, first off, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, in terms of just the piece of it, sounds like it's been a pretty good pace for you um, mm-hmm. as far as the professional side of things. And definitely there's still things to do at home and stuff going on. But correct me if I'm wrong or if I misheard that, that it's been pretty, pretty manageable. Really nice. It's mm-hmm. a nice pace for a break. If this was my mm-hmm. schedule time, I would, I don't want to be overly dramatic, but I would lose my mind. Like I would be just way too unstructured so it's nice that it correlates with summer because I do like to get outside a lot more in the summer I do like to enjoy the warmth and everything so if it was any other time of year I might be a bit more like I need more work I'm bored but for right now it's really nice that makes sense yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense I yeah on my end um it's it's been it's been pretty okay I would say there's a good balance for me right now between my sessions and the administrative work that I do with common sense, um, which has probably been the case, maybe even going on for the last year. Um, I have a caseload size that for probably the first time ever is within an appropriate range, probably still on the higher end of that range, but within a range that is more appropriate um, for also doing the admin work for myself, as well as, you know, navigating common sense and, and managing things for our group. So, um, that's been really helpful, but things have still been pretty hectic. Um, at least on my end, I, I would say, uh, well, and for, again, people listening this, I don't even know if I had shared that this was coming up or was being planned before, but, uh, I have been traveling since the end of June. Um, you mentioned traveling and having time off. And for me, there's been, there was an, a week initially in that travel that, I was off. I'm going to have another week coming up that will be off. And I say that I'll be off from sessions. I'll be off from my practice. I'll still be having to do some admin work here and there. But um, but otherwise, I've been working during these travels. Uh, and specifically, I've been in New York uh, during the the month of July, essentially. Uh, spent some time in Albany. Now I've been in Rochester, seeing family. And um, overall, the trip has gone you know very well. Uh, but I'm doing... Basically, I'm, I'm, I'm forging and maintaining a new routine while still having work, while still seeing clients. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think that's where there's definitely, you know, stress, but also just feeling tired. Like we were talking about right before we started our podcast, we both felt really tired <laughs> going into this. <laughs> um, so I know that's definitely the case uh, for me here, uh, feeling feeling that a bit. Um, but it's been it's been good overall. Um, no major issues or hiccups or complaints, and yeah, just a lot to manage. Uh, I'm just for some additional context. I've uh, so I had spent two weeks um, in 
July in Albany, uh, saw our providers, had lunches, saw a few clients in person. It was a lot of common sense stuff. It was primarily all common sense stuff. And and then coming to Rochester, like I said, I'm still seeing clients through Tela and uh, we're having our podcast right now, things like that. But it's been mostly family related stuff. And uh, my um, father is traveling currently uh, with my stepmom and sister. So I've actually been house sitting for him and managing his house and property and then spending time at my mom's house to see her and help her with some things as well. And it's, it's been, a, like I said, it's, it's, it's gone well, um, but there's just been a lot of tasks, like chores, if that makes yeah. sense, um, mm-hmm. you know, and just managing stuff. So, uh, but yeah, so that's where I'm at. That has been my, my summer so far. And I'll be back in Austin. Um, oh, and this is another piece I'll share real quick is uh, this trip has resulted in myself and my husband uh, not seeing each other I have not seen him in person since I'm actually going to pull oh. up, I'm going to pull up a calendar here. And that's, oh. that's how, how long it is. I have to actually look at a calendar. Um, so I have not seen him since the end of June, which was the 28th of June um, was, was when I departed. I was actually helping a friend move from Austin to Rochester. That was the kickoff to this trip. So um yeah, the 28th. And then he flies into Rochester this coming Friday night. Uh, on oh the, my God, are you too excited? I'm very excited. Very, very excited. Um, he'll, he'll fly in late Friday night on the 4th, and then we will both be here and we fly home to Austin on the 10th uh, on uh, a week oh from Thursday. So, um, and definitely, yeah, uh, I think, and again, I don't think this came up in the podcast, but I joked about it with you privately, Emma, that... Um, you know, it, it, it's been nice having a longer extended trip in some ways, but mm-hmm. definitely being away from my partner for that long, uh, has not been good. Um, just in terms of like, you know, we've been managing it fine. I think we've actually managed it very well. Um, he's been incredibly supportive of it. Uh, it's just not for me. <laughs> it just doesn't, you know, traveling for a week or two apart is that's fine. You know, you miss your partner, but heart grows fonder. It's healthy. There's, you know, a healthy level of independence in that that's different this was just way too extended and that's just the way it worked out um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so um yes to answer your question definitely looking forward to seeing each other um you know counting down the days and uh yeah and i'm also looking forward to being back in austin because it's a long time being out of my my home environment and away from my pets and my home routine and so um Definitely looking forward to, to being back. Um, That's wonderful. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Ah, man, I couldn't imagine. I love traveling. Just as a disclaimer, I'm not somebody who dislikes traveling. I adore it. I, I'm also somebody who's totally fine traveling apart from my husband. Like, mm. we, we can do things separately. Um, but, man, I don't know if I could do, like, what? That's five weeks or something like that without seeing each other or close to five weeks a little over i think actually i'll count i'll, I'll double I, I counted before let me double check uh one two three four it's five weeks and two days no man i don't think i could i don't think i could do that i think i would like stop enjoying myself at one point yeah yes <laughs> yeah and i think and that was what was interesting with this is that we weren't quite sure how it would feel right like because we haven't 
you know, travel apart. Like I said, we've done like a week or two at a time and that's different, but mm-hmm. I haven't, yeah, done that for over a month. And certainly since we've been married or, you know, over the course of our relationship, um, mm-hmm. even when we were, uh, living apart at the beginning of our relationship, because, um, and again, not to get too lost into this, but we were, um, uh, we had a, a, a long distance relationship when we first started going out for the first year and we lived two and a half hours apart at that time. And even during that phase, I think the longest probably would have been a couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. But again, since we've been dating, I don't think we've hit, you know, a month or five weeks. So uh, definitely a new, new territory for us here. It's- you guys got to uh, check it out, um, assess the situation, and decide that anything more than four weeks or three weeks or whatever you decide is a little too much. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And it's, you know, it's all trial runs too, because I think, again, for us, you know, having this setup where we're living in one place and work is in another and family is in a few other places and um yeah. it sets it up nicely to be able to travel, which I do enjoy to, to do. Um and of course you know, there's financial and budget limitations and all of that. But um, yeah, it's it's sort of trying out different ways of managing that um, and seeing how an extended trip feels. And there's pros and cons to however you do it. If you do smaller but more frequent trips throughout the year or less frequent but longer, um, yeah. there's pros and cons. So it's just exploring that and feeling that out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that changes during life stage and everything like that too. Mm. Um or just, you know, flight prices, I'm sure can have a huge influence there. Um, but I mean, it's still relatively new. I know you guys at this point have actually lived in Austin for like a couple of years or so, right? Yeah. So uh, that's interesting. So our, our year anniversary is on the 27th of July for having moved. Um, uh, so yeah, so we just passed that. So it's been, it's just been two years. Um, which is funny. I was in New York when that, that date passed, but yeah, it's been, it's been two years and that has gone by really quickly. Yeah. That is, that's still kind of weird to me. And I think, I mean, I think part of it is weird to me because I mean, when I had first started at Common Sense, we would meet for our consultations. We would have group consultations. Like we would do all of that in person. So I was seeing you I don't want to say so often, but like, you know, once or twice a month. Mm-hmm. And then, yep. of course, the big old pandem- pandemic hit. And I mean, we've only ever done the podcast through Meets. So I've never done, yeah, I don't think we've ever recorded the podcast in person together. The only attempts we have end up being like the last one where we just chat <laughs> the whole time and we don't record anything, which is so much more fun. That's um, right. That's right. But I feel like, in some ways, I feel like you just moved like yesterday. And in other ways, I feel like you moved like three or four years ago. And I think it's just because I'm professionally mm. confused. I will never change. You know, no, but I hear you on that. And I, I think it feels actually similar living that too. Like there was a sense of like, it feels like it was a lot longer ago. And then on yeah. the flip side, it, it is mind blowing that it's been two years, right? Yeah. And a part of it for me has been, you know, yeah, there's been the pandemic. And I think you're right, that has warped time in, in certain ways. Uh, and not to get too lost into this, but, you know, since our move, there's been a lot of really great experiences with the move itself. Um, you know, nothing too negative from that. There have been other experiences just professionally and personally that I've had to navigate unrelated to the move that I think has mm-hmm. also warped time. Um, you know, we had, 
various financial setbacks and changes and things that popped up at one point and then have, you know, been recovering from that. So there's been a lot of, um, I think, maneuvering through other things on the personal level that have probably influenced the sense, at least for, for me, I can't speak for Carlos, but I think that has yeah. influenced that, you know, for me, I think that's where it does feel like it's been longer. But when I actually look at that, I'm like, yeah, but it also feels like, you know, we just moved, um, you know, so yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that way. Yeah. It's such a funny thing. I, I always remember being younger and like hearing just older folks say things like, oh, you know, time's going to start flying, pay, you know, pay attention, be present while you're young and all that kind of stuff. And like any teenager totally discounted it. And now that I'm, you know, I'm 33 currently, now that I'm 33, I'm like, oh my gosh, it feels like that was just two years ago. So it was probably five years ago or this yes. thing that I just me happened what 10 15 years ago and like I feel like I've very much reached that life stage where you know life is speeding by not to say that I'm not present and you know not to say that I'm not enjoying it or anything like that but I just even just a week seems to fly by and I have to like pay attention to slowing it down time to do something enjoyable and not just you know, chores or what I should be doing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause I think, and that's, and I think this comes up with my clients as well, cause there is the sense. And again, it's people I, you know, work with or talk with and generally within our age bracket, you know, I'm uh, 32. Uh, and, and then a lot of my clients are, I just happen to have a clientele that are in, in a similar age range to myself. So I have clients in their they're kind of ranging from their mid to like the mid twenties through like maybe their early thirties. And I have clients who are beyond that too, who are older as well. But for the most part, I have this sort of chunk of my caseload that is navigating very similar transitions in some ways that I have been or that other colleagues have been. And so there is this sort of like general sense of like, Oh, well, you know, time is speeding up and it's really warped and different than what it was, you know, when I was younger, et cetera. But I think that part of it is just my bubble, right? Part of it's just, Cause like you're saying, I, cause I think that is part of it that as we get older and specifically, you know, going into our, you know, thirties even, um, and even through your twenties, I think this happens, but it does speed up that when people say that, that there's a lot of truth to that. Um, mm -hmm. and from folks that I talk with who are, you know, uh, older and wiser, you know, beyond my age, that doesn't seem to get better. That seems to only maintain or get worse. Um, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, like oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I feel like, you know, on that personal level, I know I kind of talked about how professionally I'm, I'm doing well or whatever on a personal level. I mean, this was a few months ago now, I think probably after, you know, our previous podcast, but a couple of my husbands and my friends um, were experienced a few losses mm. um, and had some friends die way too young, which of course I feel like everyone always says that oh, was way too young, but you know, it was, we just had a tough month of a few losses. And ever since then, in particular, I have been a lot more attentive to enjoy, I don't know if enjoying my time is exactly the way I would put it, but acknowledging it, I guess, being more mindful about how time has passed and being more purposeful. Um, I am somebody who will absolutely just plop down on the TV or on the couch and watch you know, some TV show that I'm deciding that I'm into or watch a YouTube video and fall down a rabbit hole. Um, 
and I will, I found myself often kind of getting up off the couch at some point and kind of being like, well, that was a couple hours. I'll never get back. Like that was fine, but it wasn't mm. fun or like totally enjoyable. Um, so I feel like I've been doing a lot of my own exploration of like, is this how I want to spend my time? Um, obviously I still like clean my bathroom and do my laundry, even though that's not necessarily how I want to spend my time, but I recognize the importance. Yeah. No, I get that. And I hear that too, that definitely um, experiencing loss can have mm -hmm. major impacts here, right? In terms of how you experience that and even then kind of how you move forward um, yeah. with how you manage your own time. And and I think that's part of that, you know, I think I can definitely appreciate that, that there's a sense of wanting to be intentional with that and and spending the time, you know, your time in ways that you really want to be and that actually are going to be, that's going to be in line with your needs, right? Versus yeah you know, more so doing these things. I mean, you're right. I mean, granted, we still have to do chores. You still have to, you know, go to work and, you know, there's still things that, that need to happen, but trying mm -hmm. to spend more of that time doing things that are, you know, fulfilling, um, you know, and it's, it is hard because uh, I think that there is so much that pushes against that, um, whether it is in our work or in just in other things that we might be having to do and mm -hmm. trying to find, you know, people talk about the work-life balance, et cetera. And then people will throw out, other approaches of, you know, well, you know, does it, is it really, does it have to be sort of competing in that way? And for a lot of people in capitalism, yes, <laughs> I think it is. And there's just a reality there. Um, I think there's privilege when you can say, oh no, I love what I do to the extent that it is self-care. Okay. That's, that's awesome. But that's, you know, um, I think there's that's other, right. yeah, that's right. And I think there's other layers to that, but um, yeah, I think absolutely like trying to prioritize that especially now being in our thirties, I think for me too, I don't know about you. Um, definitely there is, and I think this is part of like wanting to just spend my time, like to, to what you said, you know, trying to, to uh, spend my time in ways that is more fitting for, you know, how I need to be. I've also found that it's a lot easier for me to be assertive in various different contexts where, you know, my twenties, I think there was a lot of second guessing and hesitation and a struggle at times to be assertive and to set boundaries there still is now, don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. I, I do notice I have a bit less of a filter in certain contexts and it's, yeah. I'm much quicker and easier to be like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Right. <laughs> you know, like, no, that's not, that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And there's a sense of like, I, I don't really have time to elaborate or explain further on that. I'm just, that's just where I'm at with it. But also yeah. part of it is just a healthier sense of boundaries too. Like, I think there's a sense of like, no, I don't, like owe anyone an explanation. I don't, you know, need to justify, right. What is working for me or what's not, I know what my needs are and I'm going to stick to that. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, so I think that kind of goes hand in hand with the time piece, at least for me, where when I start doing that more and more suddenly, and I, and I notice that I'll be like, okay, so because I was able to maintain boundaries in this context, I suddenly have more time over here. I actually have more space mm -hmm. to breathe. I'm not rushing from this thing to this thing because I was overextending myself. Um, Oh my gosh, yes. Right. And I still do overextend myself. Don't don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I, I I'm noticing times where I'm not. And then of course there's that counter narrative of, you know, well, is that, you know, am I doing something wrong? Should I be extending myself more? Am I affording myself too much luxury by having an extra 10 minutes? Um <laughs> the narratives are really creative around that. But uh you were totally outlining all of my inner workings. Cause every <laughs> once in a while I'm like, whoa, I have like this hour, I'm going to just sit and read this book I'm really into. Amazing for me. And then I, you know, finish up and go on to the next thing. And it, it is such a quick follow-up with like, 
oh, should I have been doing something else? Or, you know, especially like my husband and I both work from home. He works in a more like traditional job setting. So he has work hours, he has meetings that he can just kind of be told to attend. Whereas I'm self-employed, I can, I mean, I have obvious ethical guidelines, but like I, I make my own schedule. And therefore, sometimes during the day, he's busy in meetings and working and totally stressed out. And mm. I'm laying down my cat on the couch because I'm really tired uh, because I stayed up too late or something. And I'm like, mm. I'm going to watch something and then I'm going to read. And okay, now I'll go, you know, to my next scheduled session. So if I have that downtime, I will feel so much guilt. Like, oh, oh no, am I allowed to say my day was busy or am I allowed to say that I'm tired from work when he worked more than me so you are just you're narrating my inner workings man (laughs) well I I appreciate you hearing that though because it does sound like yeah you definitely get that and are having your own experiences with that because um I again those are great examples and I think those are things that I have definitely struggled with you know I mean and I take any time to myself there's definitely this sort of layer of of second guessing that even still um it's a lot better than it used to be. And I'm able to, to counter it internally pretty, pretty efficiently, but it still comes up and you're right. I mean, even just like reading a book for an hour, like, Oh, but there's all these other things I could be doing or this other thing I could be helping or assisting with. And it's just like, you know um, yeah, there's just, there's, there's still that push. And I think there's a lot of different layers and dynamics that play into that probably for any one of us. But I think there is a piece of that, that definitely comes from, societal messaging of course and um things that were taught in that but um yeah no it does i think that all goes hand in hand with the time piece yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely as i'm saying all of this i'm totally thinking of all of the sessions i've had recently where i'm so encouraging my clients that hey you should do something that's just fun and not because it's productive Mm. and if they listen to this episode they're gonna have one of my therapist uh, hypocrite moments of like, oh, I must do something where he doesn't practice what she preaches. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And, and it, it is funny that you say that because we do we we preach this to our clients. And again, I think even as providers, we we generally struggle with this, right? I think what you and I are talking about is very very common for a lot of folks. And yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, this is one of those things that we share in with our clients that they're navigating this, you know, and especially when we talk about you know, internal negative narratives or even shame-based narratives that they're facing. Um, I think often there can be an overlap with what we're navigating in that. Um, you know, there's a sort of like human condition piece to that, that again, we've all been subjected to some of the same, you know, and granted this may vary based on perception and one's experience, but we probably have overlap with our clients and the societal, you know, expectations and messaging and things that have, you know, fueled this. So, um, as well as family dynamics and and other things. So yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Mm -hmm. Very normalizing. Yeah. Very normalizing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That was a, I feel like that was a pretty, uh, deep check-in for right. (laughs) that, that, uh, definitely went into certain directions. And I, I appreciate that because, um, I think that that's all relevant. It sounds like to, yeah. I feel like our our key in the past has been that we generally, most of the time when we hop on to record the podcast, we do our own like check-in chit-chat beforehand. And then if it turns into a check-in podcast, 
we'll almost rehash what we've already shared sometimes. Mm, um, yeah, I think so. Our depth comes out before we hit record. This time we decided to just like hop in. We knew we were doing a check-in and y'all got to come along for the ride, I guess. That's a good, I think you're right about that dynamic because that does happen with our podcast and we yeah. We did do it differently. I mean, I think within like five minutes, five or 10 minutes, we started recording and that's not, that's not our routine. And I wonder if that was maybe part of what, um, sort of took us into this direction. And I, yeah, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Same. That might be something that sort of like learning curve with us, right? That's yeah something for us to keep in mind moving forward. We're becoming more professional podcasters. Yes. Wow. <laughs> grow up so fast. Um, we do. Until until um, Carlos will graciously uh, edit this and, and and produce it and comment on how we could still improve the sound quality um, and I and whatnot. Got a job to do. We do, we do. <laughs> he'll he'll remind me though of of the ways we can improve this. Um, and yeah. we all need a Carlos in our life. Yes, we do. That is for <laughs> sure. That is for sure. Thanks, Carlos. We appreciate you doing this. Yes, thank you. <laughs> So, so we'll, uh, like I said, um, we will plan to, we will strive to, uh, get into a schedule like we had before. Um, and we'll keep jumping into some topics in the coming weeks. Mm -hmm. If that sounds good. That sounds wonderful to me. All right. Awesome. Well, anything else you want to add, Emma, before, before we wrap up? No, just a quick comment that as always, Tim, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Same here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We'll we'll talk soon. Talk soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.